friends, it's me, Katie Ann, and your host of the Full Confidence Ahead podcast, where we go on a journey together tackling the fears of life from family relationships to finance, from careers to community. And you guys, <laughs> I'm so excited for this episode. I'm so excited to the point I've had to record this intro four times because I kept choking on my words because I was just like screaming of joy because today we have on here a professional cosplayer, which I... I'm so thrilled about because I had this dream when I was little growing up that I wanted to be a princess or a superhero. And I realized when I was older, people actually do that professionally. So that's pretty cool to get her insights on everything about being a professional cosplayer. But besides being that, she is also incredibly smart. We have on here a woman who is an analyst on the defense capabilities and management team at the Government Accountability Office. Basically, that means she's super smart, (laughs) but she got her master's degree in non-proliferation and terrorism studies. So AKA, totally incredibly smart, an amazing cosplayer, and we're fortunate enough to have her on the show today. So everyone, please welcome Molly Ryan, and from wherever you are, give her snaps or claps. Molly Ryan, we are so excited to have you on here. I am just super excited to learn with you, and we have a special guest. You're a special guest, but we also have a special guest behind me. We have David Tennant here. <laughs> Anyways, I thought he needed to be in on this conversation, so uh, he's behind me as a cutout. Uh, but yes. Molly, no, for those for those listening, it's the real David Tennant. He's here too. <laughs> oh my gosh! If he was, I'd be like passing out right now, like breathless. <laughs> Molly, I'm so excited for you to be here. Okay, Molly, talk us a little bit through what degrees you've gotten and what you're doing, because I just think your education is so fascinating and so niche. So kind of just tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, um, oh, I guess moves. I'm like, <laughs> I guess I'll start with where I work now and maybe work backwards. Perfect. So I currently work for the Government Accountability Office as an analyst. Um, I... Uh, I typically work on teams that focus on auditing different parts of the Department of Defense. Um, There's a lot in the Department of Defense besides just like the military branches. Um, But now working backwards. So I got a master's degree in um, nonproliferation and terrorism studies. And then I got uh, I I got a double bachelor's in political science and environmental studies and Mm -hmm. a minor in GIS. Um, You're just so smart. I'm just like. I think I knew about 50% of the words you just said. <laughs> like, I I oh don't think I'm particularly smart. And I'm not even saying that to be self-deprecating. I don't think I'm like a person who's naturally super smart. I think I just um, work hard. And you do work hard. I don't, I don't, I That's don't know. Like true. I know people who are just like naturally very smart and I'm not one of those people. So that is true that you work hard. I can very much so testify of that, that you have worked yourself into incredible positions, which is completely the truth. Okay, so for our podcast listeners, there's like a million topics that Molly could totally cover, but I chose a specific one today because I am so curious and super excited, but Molly has been into cosplay. Like, this is your hobby, right, Molly? Yes, um, one of my... I have a lot of hobbies, Uh so I don't know that I would say it's my main hobby, but it's okay. one of my many hobbies. That's true, because you also do like a bunch of art things as well, right? Yes, I like to draw. I love music. I can play a couple of musical instruments. Um, I love 
cooking and baking and uh, being outside. And um, I love role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. Love it. <laughs> I'm just so excited to, I like literally we could have a podcast episode on each of your degrees, your job alone, and each of your hobbies. But I just really wanted to talk about cosplay today and I came prepared. And for our podcast listeners, oh yes, I have my sonic screwdriver here. And hang on, it's going to play. Oh, yeah, there we go. Very nice. And I've got my little lightsaber. I'm so ready for this discussion. So first off, tell us a little bit about what is cosplay and how you got into it. Okay, um, let's see. Cosplay, I feel like I should have looked up the definition. I mean, it's a very broad hobby of just, like, building costumes characters you like there's a wide spectrum of what it actually means to people because like some people do more just like simple like closet cosplays which is like you just find uh stuff that you are you clothes that you already own and you can put together like an outfit that's like it's inspired by this character or it's like this is Mm -hmm. what this character would wear if they like uh if if they were around in our day and age Um, And then on the other end, you have people who are like uh, screen accurate cosplayers who uh, build costumes up to screen accuracy or like prop makers who will, um, I mean, I have a friend who's been learning how to blacksmith uh, for prop making, which is pretty wild. Whoa. (laughs) Okay. That is way wild. I didn't realize there was this whole range of cosplay. Yeah. So, okay. There's anywhere from like character inspired all the way up to legitimate like this is as accurate as you can possibly get yeah Mm -hmm. okay that's so interesting so where do you think or do you think you've done multiple costumes kind of on a different level of spectrum or do you feel like you're on one side of the spectrum um yes and also yeah well i'll elaborate so i um got involved with an amazing organization uh called the rebel legion slash the 501st legion um Mm -hmm. It was in like August of 2020 and their whole thing is uh, screen accurate Star Wars costumes. Like it has to be screen accurate. And um, what you do is you like put together your costume, you submit it if it gets accepted as screen accurate to like meet their standards, which they have like on their websites, Uh, then you can join the group and you can uh, you can troop or uh, that's the term is troop or participate in certain events. off, and uh, as part of the requirement, they have to be, um, uh, for the event, the events have to somehow be related to charity. Um, oh, cool. So, like, we have, uh, there are there are some events that we participate in that are, like, directly for uh, charity. Like, we do, like, uh, 5Ks, you know, like, people, yeah. uh, I think, recently, not where I'm at, but uh, somewhere else, I think it was in Northern California, they recently had a, um, it was, like, a muscular dystrophy 5k that uh they had a bunch of characters at just like taking pictures with people who were participating um or it could just be like an event at an event we collect money for um uh collect money for like uh when we do trooping at comic-con um in where i live i live in washington so the Comic-Con is in Seattle. We collect money for like the Seattle Children's Hospital. We haven't been yeah. able to do this since I joined, but they used to have like monthly troops to go visit uh, ki- kids at the hospital in Seattle. Uh, but for oh obvious reasons, we can't yeah. really do that right COVID. now. Because You're COVID. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Okay. That's really cool. Cause I feel like it's pretty common to at least see princess parties. Like 
that's pretty accessible. But then you're like, wait a minute, what about the people who don't like princesses or like connect yeah. with other characters better? And so I, I love that. And that's so cool that you could join a group. You're kind of combining both your, like a hobby of yours with something truly that's making a difference, like with charity. Um, I didn't realize that it was also like these trooping events were for charity. I, I love that. I just really love that. Especially we see a plethora of princess parties, which are needed and awesome. But you just like don't see Star Wars characters walking around, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So point uh, back to your original point. Yeah. I, um, so my Star Wars costumes are all made to screen accuracy um oh my gosh that's so cool whether whether it's the big screen or the small screen because i have a video game character um and then i have a couple of other ones that are maybe less accurate that aren't star wars like i have a couple of marvel ones and uh just a couple of like animated characters that are more casual Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Okay, so when you're making something to screen accuracy, so how do you even put this together? Are you sewing this? Are you like paying someone to do this? Yes, um, so it depends on the costume. Okay. Like uh, the first costume I did was Rey from The Force Awakens Last Jedi. Um, oh my gosh. The, one, the costume I did was from The Last Jedi. And um, because Rey is a very popular character and... Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a whole, like, uh, there's a big Facebook group called, like, the Ray Cosplay Community. Um, no and way! Are, yes, and if you're interested, feel free to join. Um, uh, but, like, there's tons of, well, not tons, but, like, there are a lot of vendors in that group who will, who can advertise. It's like, yes, this is, I make this to screen accuracy and mm-hmm. and so forth. Um, so the Ray one, I technically have two Ray costumes. It's sort of, like, variation of the same one. Uh, the one that she wears at the beginning of the movie it's like one is with a jacket one is without a jacket and I have both for different seasons um so that one I bought um but like uh my other one which again I have two different uh two different costumes for the same character for my other character which is Aiden Versio who is from uh the video game Battlefront 2 um I had to make the rebel one um and uh that was a process because there's not, um, again, it's, it's a, it's kind of, it's more of a, it's a, well, I don't want to say it's a less cool costume, but it's a less yeah. eye-catching, less iconic costume. Yeah. Uh, her rebel costume is less iconic, I guess you could say, because her imperial costume is like the actual poster for the game. So right. obviously that's okay. the one everybody knows. Um, so that one... I kind of just like uh, it's a it's a much smaller community around that, so I had to make a lot of that from scratch. Um, Interesting. I I think uh, let's see, because uh, I didn't make the jumpsuit because I was able to buy that from a company called Wampaware that makes um, Rebel pilot flight suits and uh, oh Imperial gosh, Type like, pilot. <laughs> that's crazy that there's even a yeah. company that does that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so, so cool! I didn't make that, and I didn't make my boots. Um, okay. I bought those from a surplus store in Ukraine, okay. and there are also some like uh, clips that are on mm-hmm. the uh, like the backpack vest part of it. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't make the clips, but I did make everything else. Uh, wow! It was it was quite a process. There was a lot of time spent like staring at grainy screenshots on my computer, um, oh my and. Gosh. Uh, <laughs> Did you like draw a pattern? Are so um, 
Do you have like the proficiency? Are you sewing this or are you like hot gluing this? Because I know halfway through I'd probably be a like, lot of it. all right, hot glue. <laughs> um, I did have to sew a lot. Uh, okay. I, I actually, this is my sewing machine right here behind oh me. Oh my gosh, we <laughs> have the view. This is yes. where the magic happens. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so I did do some sewing on that. Um, there was a lot of glue involved as well because a lot of it was leather. Um, oh yeah okay. so uh like the there's like with that costume there's like a vest or it's kind of like a vest mm-hmm. backpack that she wears that she carries her little droid on and that I had to use pleather but I had to reinforce it with foam because it needed to be like thick and sturdy I don't have a droid for it yet but I'm hoping to get there one day that's <laughs> like so cool to be like yeah one day I'm gonna have a droid I'm like oh my gosh that's like so cool <laughs> that is so unique how do you choose the characters that you want to cosplay is this something that's just like characters you like or is it something that the charity needs um I mean I think it's different for every cosplayer I personally choose characters that I like um I have to I have to cosplay a character that I love because I dedicate way too much time to them uh um, The fact that you're, like, sewing together something, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, that would be, like, a year or two of sewing for me, so that's a lot, like, that is a lot of time. Yeah, it is a lot of time. Uh, I have found that I I enjoy it. Um, Mm -hmm. I, like, wasn't really expecting to get in as into this as I am, like, I was kind of expecting to just have the one Ray costume and uh, just do that and call it good, and then... um, I decided to keep going and I am currently working on another one. So, Oh my gosh. So here stop. You go. I just wanted to pause and give a moment to our sponsors. Now you guys, <laughs> I'm afraid of three things and that's snakes, haunted houses and going over my budget. And Utah Money Mons has helped me calm my fear of going over my budget through their free webinars and downloadable materials. Last December, they actually had a webinar for panic procrastinators and it helped me stay in the budget and keep calm while I was getting all the gifts that I needed during the holiday season. They actually helped 86% of their followers create a financial goal. So head on over to utahmoneymoms.com or utahmoneymoms on Instagram to get your free financial confidence boost. So yeah. how did this even start? Like, where did the cosplay, like, spark begin? Yeah, um, and, like, I feel like the earliest answer is Halloween. Um, I always okay. loved Halloween growing up, and it wasn't because of the candy. I remember several <laughs> times saying to my mom uh, that it's like, you know, I don't even care about the candy. I just like dressing up and wearing the costumes. And I, I yeah. remember um, when I was, like, I was, I was, I was in second grade, so I was seven. Um, Mm -hmm. my sister and then our best friends who were, uh, two brothers and a sister, we all went together as our favorite Star Wars characters for trick-or-treating. We're back to Star Wars now. And, um, I wanted, Yoda was my favorite. Yoda is still one of my favorite characters. And so, um, I like worked really, well, I mean, my mom made the costume. My wonderful mom made the costume, but like, (laughs) um, I remember going along and being like, no, we have to, uh, like, there was this one particular thing because Yoda has three fingers. Um, And so I told my mom, I was like, okay, we have to get green gloves and we have to sew the fingers together so I can have, so it looks like I have three fingers, just like Yoda. It was like pretty intense. You're like, this is like, we're going to fall out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's so cool. 
so yeah, I would say that was when probably the earliest memory I have of doing something adjacent to cosplaying. And then I got a bit older and um, I went to a couple of cons uh, in Utah, back when I lived in Utah. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it was, um, yes, I think it was Steamfest uh was the first the one Steampunk i went to Fest? yes uh that was i still have yet to go to that one that sounds so cool <laughs> yeah it's fun but i went to that one with my sister and my friend and we all dressed up as different doctor who characters and so it was like it was a really basic costume um i was yeah. donna uh but it yeah. was like really basic i probably spent like maybe 30 dollars on it um yeah just like got a lot of stuff from the just from my mom's closet um yeah and uh it was probably we had probably the most basic costumes there like everybody had these incredibly elaborate pieces and it was amazing but everybody thought artists was just so fun because they were like oh my gosh they're the guys from doctor who and we had we had met a couple other guys uh who were cosplaying as i think it was the fourth and the seventh doctor and we like took pictures with them and it was oh that's so fun you're like hey it's our team it was great. Um, so that definitely got me excited and mm-hmm. more into cosplaying. And then the next year that I went to Steamfest, I made a costume. Well, I mean, I guess I didn't make that costume. I kind of like designed it and then my mom okay. helped me put it together. But it was a steampunk yeah. version of the 11th Doctor from Doctor Who. Um, oh, that's so cool. I Will mean, you explain I've... to our listeners a little bit about steampunk? Because sometimes sure. I, it's a really cool niche like area to it be is in. very niche um yeah tell us a little bit about it i i really like it so steampunk the whole idea behind steampunk is like using victorian era technology to uh technology and styles to mm-hmm. create things that we see in the modern world so you find lots of things that have like gears on them and lots of things it's like steampunk if it's got goggles and you'll have a lot mm-hmm. of like victorian style clothing but usually for women it's like the corsets worn over the shirt instead of under it or the dresser what whatever you happen to be wearing um yeah uh let's see i'm trying to think of an example of something steampunk uh like a movie or something uh i, know, I prob- think of. probably the best yeah. i could give uh this isn't a movie but the artist one of my favorite artists his name is brian kessinger um he has yeah. this series called victoria and auto and it's of this okay steampunk lady and her pet octopus and it's very cute um oh my gosh that's awesome yeah 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 i just think of a lot of gears i I think it's so cool because it can be a film it can be literature it can be style but yeah it's that victorian area okay perfect i just wanted our um everyone to kind of be up on speed on that okay perfect sorry so you're the 11th doctor steampunk at steam fest yes and then i didn't do anything with cosplaying for a really long time uh Mm -hmm because I was a student and had a lot of other things going on and oh many um, things <laughs> yeah and then I finished grad school came up to Washington where I live now and I had um like I mean I was not a student anymore so I had a lot of free time and I had uh I had connect well I had been putting together like some ray inspired outfits and i had posted a photo on my instagram or something oh no no no! it was something else actually so i had connected with this lady on instagram and -hmm. i saw that she had a belt that looked like rays from the movie and Mm -hmm. so i just commented and was like whoa that's so cool where did you get it and she was like oh well this other lady made it for me and then she Mm -hmm. told me about 
the Ray Cosplay community on Facebook. Oh, and hey. I was kind of like, well, I have like time and uh, I have like money for this now because I have a real job. Yeah. Uh, so right. it kind of it kind of took me a while. I just kept being like, oh, I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. What if what if my husband thinks I'm weird? Um, which is fine because he knows I'm he already knows I'm weird so (laughs) no I Um, just think you're awesome that's a better word (laughs) um but yeah so that that was that was the journey back to to where I am now I guess interesting so kind of into it out of it back into it yeah have you ever done the cosplay competitions I never have um okay I have discovered that I don't actually like going this is going to sound bad. I like going to cons, but I don't like going to cons as a guest. I tend to prefer go, I tend to prefer to go as a volunteer because, uh, Mm -hmm. I find it less exhausting. Uh, at least that it's, it's like less exhausting and less overwhelming of just like, you have your place that you need to go and you have like a place to put your stuff and you're not. Yeah. I, I find, um, I think that was another reason why I kind of stopped doing it for a while is uh I find cons to be often pretty overwhelming and I'm it usually just wears me out and I have to like sleep for the rest of the weekend to recover from it Um, it's so true they're like awesome but it's like too much awesomeness you're like I'm dying (laughs) but yeah I I I think cons are a lot more bearable as a volunteer rather than as a guest (laughs) That's so funny. Okay, so tell us the, like, insider's view of Comic-Con. So now you've done Comic-Con in Washington as well as Utah, right? Yes. Okay, so is it bigger in Seattle? I don't know if I... I don't know. I haven't been to Salt Lake Comic-Con since, like, 2013. Okay, so it's uh, probably grown a lot since then. I'm but. sure it has. And I, um... I mean... I, I think that Salt Lake has two cons. Um, mm-hmm. And there's also, um, yes, there's like the main con in Seattle called Emerald yeah. City Comic Con. And then there's a couple other smaller ones around here. Like uh, we have a uh, summer con coming up in the summer, as the name would imply. We have like yeah. um, PAX West. Uh, that was last month, I think. And um, uh, Northwest Con. So there, there's a lot of, a lot of cons okay. around here. And um I also like, I mean, I don't usually travel for, con- well, and that's just in the part of the state I live in. Cause like there are cons yeah. over in Spokane and Walla Walla. Um, okay. and there are also some cons in like Northern Oregon that aren't too far away. So there's like a lot, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Give us the insight. How do we do Comic-Con like a pro? Give us the tips. So first off you said volunteering, but yeah. other things like how do you pick your classes to go to or how do you manage you like do booths in the daytime like give us the insiders deets i mean i think the number one piece of advice i would give anybody going to a con is bring your own food um uh yeah the food at cons is usually pretty expensive and Uh also you're going to have to wait in a line so that's the truth (laughs) yes so bring your own food and water obviously i mean i don't know that i've ever been to a con where they haven't let you bring your own food in um yeah but I, I'm sure there are plenty, because uh, a lot of convention centers make a lot of money off of uh, off of people buying food at cons. Um, uh, so that's my number one tip: is bring your own okay. food and bring your own water. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you're wearing a costume, bring like your uh, 
bring a kit of things that you can use to repair your costume if it breaks or if you have an issue like that's brilliant yeah (laughs) um yeah like bring bring like some glue or some tape or pins or um or what else uh you know or like if you're wearing if you have like elaborate makeup on uh bring that makeup like extra makeup so you can fix it if it smears or like extra hairspray or or whatnot um i would also say uh from the bottom of my heart please try to wear comfortable shoes uh because you're on your feet all day at comic-con pretty much and a lot of people have costumes that have elaborate shoes um (laughs) and like i i think I feel very lucky because I think all of the costumes I have have quite comfortable shoes, especially yeah. the Ray ones. They're like slippers. Um, oh, nice. You're like rocking it. You're like, yeah. this is great. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, obviously, I I respect that people can't always make compromises for their costumes, but like make it comfortable any way you can because you're going to be in it all day. <laughs> Those are like huge tips for Comic-Con. I feel also, I didn't even think of all the repairs because I feel like inevitably something goes wrong or sags or something with your costume or your makeup. It's like having that preparation there. So when it does, you're not like, ah, my button, it like fell off or ah, my hair, it's all sliding out, you know, because then suddenly you don't look like the character. And especially if you're trying to cosplay for one of the competitions, like you got to be top game. So yeah. that's crazy. I love that. How do you pick, do you, or do you tend to be the person who likes to sit in a bunch of panels or do you like to go to the, the booths? How do you like to organize your day? I mean, the artist alley is always my favorite part of every con. Um, I as I mentioned <sighs> earlier, I love to draw um, and I love art. So that's always my favorite part. Um, I mean, I like going to the panels as well, but I'm not, going to like wait in line for an hour to get into a panel uh that's that's just me um so um yeah I would I would definitely say it's like pick the panels that you really really want to go to and like prioritize them and then just fill everything else in with the leftover time you have whether that be at like artist alley or visiting or yeah visiting vendors or other booths or stuff like that Okay, that's helpful to, like, prioritize. So, like, get on beforehand and kind of, like, pick what's your priorities and then fill in with booths. That's, I feel like those are huge key tips because first-timers at Comic-Con are like, what? So know. I would also say, um, because I had this problem uh, at Emerald City Comic-Con in December, is uh, make sure you know where things are. (laughs) Because I had a really, really hard time navigating around... uh, the convention center um because i had never been there before so totally. if you have a chance in the morning if you can just like walk around and maybe find where the places are uh i mean I, sometimes you don't always have the chance because days are pretty con days are always busy yeah that's actually a really good tip and the other one is just like the nice person handing out that map at the beginning or like taking the five minutes before you go to like download the map of all like the booths and stuff on the computer and printing it out mm. oh it's so worth it like when you're in there I'm so yeah okay Molly I have to know do you have any like props or things to show us 
So I want to disclaimer this very quickly. I did not make okay. this, um, but I okay. love it. It is it is mine. This is my. I'm outfit. so excited! Oh my gosh! It is okay. This is like screen reality yes. quality. This is yeah. Like my pauldron fell out of my helmet. Oh well. <laughs> oh my gosh, that uh, is amazing. Yes. So this is my this is Aiden Versio's helmet as seen in Battlefront Two. Yeah. Obviously her imperial tie pilot helmet um uh it is mine like i said i didn't make this uh but i um it actually has fans in it which is really nice Uh, that's nice that's really thick and heavy yeah so you can get a um airflow going through there especially on a hot summer day um the visibility through it is actually pretty good um i have red bubble lenses in my helmet um so i can still see pretty well Uh, everything is obviously tinted red and it's like a little bit warped but it's not that bad um especially uh considering some other characters i troop with have really difficult difficulty with visibility so um yeah i honestly probably have a harder time hearing with it in it with it on with the fan on than i do seeing interesting i wouldn't even have thought about that but that totally makes sense like if you got a fan on you're gonna be like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Like that is so cool. Yeah, wow. it is pretty cool. <laughs> That's really cool. I love that. Wow. I'm just wowed. Alright, I have another thing. Yeah. So this one I did make. Um, this is a blaster. Oh my gosh. So I How do you is... even make that? That looks exactly well, like it came off the screen, too. Um, so to elaborate, this is Kyle Katarn's blaster from okay. uh, Jedi Knight to Dark Forces. Um, I made this for my husband. Um, oh my so I bought this as a, uh, a 3D... This is 3D printed. Um, okay. I bought it as like a kit, and then I sanded it okay. and uh, and painted it, basically. That is um, so cool. I didn't even think about that. Like, 3D printing and cosplay is actually yes. kind of an effective thing. Like, that's brilliant. It's, it's pretty incredible. I know a lot of people yeah. who, have, who are cosplayers who have their own 3D printers. Um, totally. And it's it's great. Uh, I have certain friends who've, like, printed whole helmets on, on 3D printers before. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. Molly, we're just so glad you shared, like, about cosplay, your tips and tricks and Comic-Con and... We want to ask you, uh, what is one piece of advice that you give your younger self to boost your confidence? Um, I would say probably, I think this is uh, kind of basic slash cliche, but uh, I think this is something that cosplay has taught me a lot is don't mm-hmm. worry about failure uh, because mm-hmm. I have failed a lot on this uh, with, uh, with costuming. Um, specifically yeah. most recently I made, um, a, it's like a dress tunic piece and I finished it yeah. and I decided to redo it cause I didn't think it looked very good. And, um, mm-hmm. I thought I could do it better. And, uh, yeah, I think that, um, and there's just so many different skills I've had to kind of learn a bit and then relearn and, or like learn and then try and then try it again until it, it looks right. And, um, it's, it's, it's a lot. There's a lot of stuff to learn and it's hard, (laughs) but, uh, um, 
I think that the failure, you know, it's like failing definitely pushes me to be better, especially because a lot of the times when I've remade pieces, it's, it's been like, oh, well, I have this one that like, it looks okay, but it's not as good as I could do it. You know, like I could do it better mm -hmm. than that. So. Right. I love that piece of advice that, and also like, I think it's really cool that you said you learned it from cosplay as well. Cause I think there's actually a lot of things that we learn from hobbies, like taking time to invest in any hobby is always a good thing because it teaches us because you have to learn something new and it takes yeah. time and it takes effort and that automatically just helps us become a better person. So um, I'm so glad that you shared this with us. Molly, thank you so much. Like this was so cool. Such a niche topic that I, I wouldn't even know where to start talking about or even how to talk about it. I just know very little about cosplay. It's so glad that you're on here. So thank you so much for being with us today. I think a lot of times the feeling of fear comes from a lack of control in our lives. And our sponsor, PowerPay, is offering a money master course that's normally $40 for free to all Full Confidence Ahead podcast listeners so you can take control of your finances this year. The course is video-based and gives you real-life money smarts. So to claim your course, go to extensioncourses.usu.edu slash Pal, which is K-A-T-I-E-A-N-N-P-O-W-E-L-L, -L, and it'll automatically add the money master course course to your cart and you just click checkout and you'll get it for free. You can also access your course by going to extensioncourses.usu.edu and finding the Money Master course under the finance category, then using the code KATIEANN, K-A-T-I-E-A-N-N, with no spaces, to claim your $40 discount and free course at checkout. So let's master our money together. Thanks for listening in on the Full Confidence Ahead podcast. Weekly on Tuesdays, we'll continue our journey of confidence together through new interviews and insights. Make sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on the latest conversations and confidence boosts. And by the way, you got this because you deserve to live life full confidence ahead. See you next week.